to Adventure, hosted by Alexopoulos and John Duckworth. An exploratory conversation about facing the unknown. An opportunity to discuss those pivotal moments that illuminate new paths and reveal deeper purpose and meaning in our lives. How do we start when the finish line doesn't exist? When our mind tells us to move, but our legs are reluctant to crawl, much less sprint toward expression? How do we run through silence if meditation is our preferred marathon? Should we worry when lines of paper are not lines of a racetrack, even though every muscle strives for perfection? Where does the hesitation come from? Does it sneak up on us with age now that our bones are afraid to break? Time is as competitive as this struggle. Time runs beside you and moves faster than the wind. Time doesn't care if you can't write a poem. It runs laps around your indecision. Time is the lightning-fast version of yourself from years past whose footprints were dipped in ink, splashing poetry on blank canvases. Why do we compete with the past when the path ahead is brighter? How do we move slower but maintain a steady pace? And why do we put so much value in winning the race? All right, well, that was... Marcus Amaker and his poem, Out of Breath, from his recently uh, debuted album, The uh, New Foundation, with Quentin Baxter. Marcus was kind enough to join us today in the Ohm Radio studio. Thanks for being here, Marcus. Yeah, hey, man. Happy uh, to be here. Marcus is a, uh, uh, what I would call a renaissance man of many talents, a jack of all trades, and master of many. Um, an award-winning web designer, graphic designer, videographer, musician, poet, and writer. And in the words of our much-missed dear friend Jack McRae, he's a thoroughly 21st century guy. Welcome to the show, Marcus. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, welcome to the show. It's very, very cool. Thank you all for, for uh, having me here. This is awesome. Right on. You know, one of the uh, ways we love to start the show, Marcus, is just by asking some of our guests some questions around who locally do they find most inspirational and I yeah. loved your answer maybe you could speak yeah. to that a little bit yeah um my wife <laughs> Jordan um I think what is beautiful about her so many different things but I still I don't know if struggle is the word but I I feel like e ego comes through a lot with me um, when it comes to any accomp accomplishments that I've done like we all post stuff on on Facebook and look for likes and things like that, you know, oh, yeah. and we put value on that stuff. If we get more likes, then artists um, tend to love uh, uh, affirmation as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, affirmation. And I feel yeah. like she accomplishes so much, but doesn't really look for that. And I've learned a lot from her um, by that. So I watch how she does work. Um, the things that she's involved in, really making change in the city, whether it's uh, Charleston Moves or it's a uh, Low Country Local First, because she's there now. Um, there's just a lot of work that she's doing, but it's not like she's posting it anywhere, um, you know. But beyond that, I just feel like um, super intelligent, and I've learned a lot with uh, talking to clients about the way that she 
um, talks to clients as well because she knows a lot of people in town. Yeah. So I know whenever I meet a new client, I sort of like a ask her like the right questions and she always comes up with really good questions. Oh, nice. I feel like that's the marketing background. You know, it might take me um, a couple of days to come up with that question, but it's like an instant thing for her. So, yeah, I definitely, um, definitely admire her. And you guys just got married, right? Yeah, yeah, we got married uh, two months ago. Um, it's really Congratulations. awesome. Yeah, thank you very much. It was it was a, a perfect day, <laughs> absolutely nice. perfect day. So, yeah. what 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 do you find uh, Proust questionnaire, which I think was uh, uh, done in the 1920s, um, is a questionnaire that I've always thought gives great insight into people. And one of the, his questions was, "What do you uh, most admire in people?" And then the opposite of that, what do you most deplore? Um, yeah, yeah. I think what I most admire um, is just honesty. It's kind of a stock answer, but definitely um, people who give really awesome answers to really boring questions. Yeah. <laughs> um, small talk happens everywhere. That's just a part of life. I feel like, you know, you see somebody, hey, what's going on? I'm fine. How are you? I'm fine. You know, right. so any, anything like that, something that sort of shakes, somebody that shakes you out of that that routine, that back and forth, I think is really great, which leads to um, not having small talk and having deep conversations. Mm -hmm. So I really appreciate that in anybody who really wants to, wants to tell me about their fears. I mean, I'm fine with like first meeting, let's just dig into it. You know, well, that's what we're right going to talk about today. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I really love that stuff. And I really feel like when you do that, you find that you relate to people more. And I feel like that's um, one of our purposes here is to sort of connect with folks, you know. So the less small talk there is, the better. Yeah. Um, and the trait that I deplore, I guess, would just be the opposite of that. I mean, you know, there's a line in Ani DeFranco's song. I think she says, um, "I've got friends I've I've never known, or I've never known." I guess, and um, and that is a thing where if you know somebody and it's just small talk the whole time, it just oh, sort yeah. of rubs me the wrong way, and I'm just like, okay, I'm kind of done. Right. You know, <laughs> not a depth to the conversation. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. that's super um, important to me. Well, along those lines, speaking of, of music, that was another question we had for you about yeah. uh, top uh, top three albums in the rotation right now. Yeah, I'm a music fanatic. Yeah, <laughs> well, sounds I, like I, it. I must yeah. say, I, I listened to a lot of the music that he shared with us, and you have yeah. uh, quite diverse, broad range of music. I really found it interesting to listen into it. You know? Yeah, yeah, I'm a music fanatic. I um actually I do vinyl parties with friends at least once a month, where we just sit around for hours and listen to music, and it's great. I'm an album guy I go front to back I don't do shuffle you know songs or whatever so yeah um yeah the new Veruca Salt. how do we get on that list uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go ahead call, call me brother call me yeah, yeah. Right on, all right. um so yeah yeah yeah, the, yeah this new um Veruca Salt album is really good uh they were out in the 90s um they started in the 90s and um I did a radio show back in the day when they were really getting big so I really got into them then, and they um, their original members split for a while, but now they're back together, and this new album is really good. Um, there's a brother, his name is Bilal. I don't know how to pronounce his name. I was going to ask you the same thing. Yeah, B-I-L-A-L. Yeah. yeah, but um, he has a new album out. It sounds like if if Prince and Radiohead like did an album together, it sounds like this. It's just really hip and just really good, and the drums are really loud in it, which is awesome, and it just sounds like this dusty record. It's really good yeah. um yeah and i'm listening to other oh yeah apex, apex twin. twin yeah oh, apex yeah. twin as well 
Uh, that album is ridiculous, man. <laughs> I've been listening to that one for a while as it's well. It's really, really good. Yeah, yeah, and it's best listened with headphones on. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's, really there's good. There's a lot of nuances there. Yeah, I think about how he puts it together, because uh, he sort of hand crafts all these beats and stuff, and it's just really amazing. So I always think about the process when I hear mm. his music, and it's so complicated, but it's like very melodic at the same time. It's really, yeah. really interesting. But yeah, yeah, that album... Cyro uh, is really good. A couple of those with the Veruca Salt and the Aphex Twin. Um, new releases. I, mean, I think Aphex Twin hadn't had a release in 13 years. Yeah, so yeah, now. yeah. Long time. Yeah, yeah long time. So. A couple of comeback. Yeah, comeback yeah, stories. Yeah, comeback albums. Yeah, nice. it's really great. Um, well, along those similar lines, uh, uh, what are you reading right now? Yeah, um, two books on the opposite end of the spectrum, I feel yeah. like. <laughs> well, so, um, yeah, my wife and I just watched, or we are watching the Civil War d- documentary. Okay. It's on Netflix, um, Ken Burns. It's like 28 parts. It's really long. But, um, but yeah, it just got me th- thinking about Frederick D- Douglass and um, how much of a poet he was, really, um, just the way that he spoke. All his speeches are just really um, brilliantly crafted and written. Um, so I really wanted to read up on that book, and I feel like I read that book ages ago when I was really young, but I don't remember that much from it. So I, I just rebought that book, and I, I've been reading through that. Um, and also I've been reading the, um, the Star Wars book. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that um, it was the first book that came out after uh, you know the movies were over in in, in the eighties. Um, Timothy Zahn. And it's a sequel to Return of, of the Jedi. And uh, All right. yes, it's really good. <laughs> it's Opposite really ends of the spectrum. Yeah, yeah I'm, right, a, I'm right. a Star Wars fanatic, man. I, yeah, how could you not be? I love that stuff, man. It's I love just it really too. great. There's yeah. so many layers to it. How, how much, what's the countdown for the new one? We got another one coming, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's coming out December 18th. <laughs> I think. I think. Right. Yeah. But. <laughs> You know, I I grew up in California. Actually, John did as well, and um, I've spent a lot of time back here as early as age five. Um, moved back here in '94, mm-hmm. uh, but I've always felt that people in Charleston have a unique sort of um, love for the city. Like it's it's more of a person. There's a soul to the city. Or yeah, I've felt that. Right on. And so I've always thought it interesting when people think about the city as a person. Mm-hmm. You know, how how would you describe him or her? Um, yeah, man. That that was a good that is a good question. <laughs> I feel like um Charleston's super hip, you know, Charleston's a very hip person. Charleston talks a big game. Charleston isn't completely there yet, you know. I feel like you can say that about in, in any city, but I feel like yeah, we all love Charleston, but we're kind of ready for this person to kind of really step up and realize really, really do things yeah yeah yeah, yeah r- really do things i feel like there are so many um l- levels in the city that could be better as far as like uh, equal rights and equal ha- housing for people and just the mm-hmm. um Im- imbalances that i see um mm-hmm. i live on upper king um right near the food food line on king street and i just feel like the um the resources that are available to me there versus my old place, which is near um, Calhoun Street in the college, it's just kind of an interesting thing. And I had a conversation, I know I'm sort of going off yeah, that's topic, right. but I had a conversation with somebody who runs a, a, a walking tour around town. There's, you know, 80 of them. Yeah. And she was telling me that, you know, the city has these laws in place that a tour can't go past Ann Street. Um, mm. And I was just thinking, I'm like, Ham- Hampton Park is so much 
history to it. Right. Like, why couldn't somebody take a tour there? That actually would be really cool. But there are these laws in place that you can't go up Ann Street. And um, the person, I, I just heard that there there are some fears, you mm-hmm. know, as far as like bringing folks up that sure. that part of town. So that's just kind of a weird thing. But you know, we're all about like unity and all this stuff. I'm like, well, let's really let's really. Do I remember when when I first moved here in '93. Mm-hmm. The the advice I was given was definitely don't look for a place to rent north of Calhoun Street. Wow, <laughs> that's right. Changed. Yeah, and it was and it wasn't you know this wasn't a joke. This yeah. was people being very serious with yeah, me. And I had just moved from San Diego where I was and and I went north of Calhoun and thought like I don't know what you guys are talking about. Yeah, this, this, this place is beautiful it's, and there's it's gorgeous. You know, it's, it's, it's as easy. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, it's it's interesting because the events of the Mother Emanuel mm-hmm. shooting sort of um, opened up old wounds maybe, maybe yeah. brought to light that side of the city's personality that we'd rather not address. But yeah, yeah. Um, from that event seems to have been a real sort of, uh, well, as you say, you, spe- you, th- you think of Charleston with a lot of potential. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. And it sort of highlighted the potential of maybe some of those issues around yeah. racial equality. Yeah, it's really cool. And I feel like we're at ground zero of a lot of change, which is really great. Um, and the conversations that I've been having since shooting have been amazing really Mm -hmm. i mean just um you know i remember being out and you know there there was kind of a lull in the conversation i'm like well let's talk let's talk about what happened at the church you know Mm -hmm. and things like that are happening with random folks and i feel like people were kind of afraid to talk about these issues in the past i had a great conversation with my ups driver the other day that i wouldn't wouldn't have gotten into yeah yeah you know uh, two months ago yeah 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 that's really cool and i'm sort of um, pushing folks to really think about the way that we conduct business around here, whether it's, you know, even in the art community, which, you know, we think of ourselves as these sort of enlightened beings and all this stuff, but still we're doing shows for all of our friends. We aren't really doing stuff, you know, in other sort of venues around town. Like um, there's, you know, a bunch of writers. We wanted to put a uh, like a reading together, and that's still still going to happen at some point. But the first sort of um, venue was like a venue that we've always done. I'm like, well, let's do Burke High School, or let's do you know some other places. Um, so really, sort of thinking like getting out of our box. Yeah, is really that's great. Important. That's great. Yeah, super important. I, I'm actually uh, uh, spent some time reading Martin Luther King's book, Chaos or Community. Oh, and one yeah. of the things that he refers to is is that. It, it, nothing's really going to shift unless there's actually point of, points of contact yeah. that are different from the ones that are existing right now. Yeah, that's definitely and, true. And, and that really makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think it was one of those things that everybody was hoping wouldn't happen when you hear somebody like John Stewart come out after the shootings and, and, <laughs> and you know, talk. I think his line was, yeah, and there's all this terrible tragedy and we won't do Jack. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and I really think that that... that you know, talking about potential, yeah. That that Charleston is in a place, and and I feel like people are inspired to to action right now, yeah. Which is really a wonderful thing. And, I think and so too. Yeah. Along those same lines, um, I, we wanted to to play one of your pieces with Quentin, the new foundation, because right I thought it was a great sort of uh, a symbol of this idea of transforming yourself mm-hmm. in in these moments. That's this sort of call to adventure in and of itself. Right on. Every moment that you are alive is the only moment that matters. 
The past is a glass house, and we throw stones trying to shatter walls that need to come down. We are all architects of negativity, brick by brick of bold thoughts holding together bodies bound by blood but burned by love, so we let bugs into our house. And each infestation is a manifestation of our own insecurity until the walls come down. Be aware of the model you are building. Allow enough room for God to give Jesus the floor plan. Let Buddha have a spare key so that he may open up the blinds when you are blind to your own light. Let your home be a haven for heaven, but dig deep if the walls need to come down. People are insane, living like zombies, blindly walking, even stalking themselves, staring at computer screens that poison their pockets, claiming the key to a connection is really an infection of the mind. We are born with the breath of rhythm, yet we cut the cords of our connections and we find ourselves stuck at the intersection between freedom and ego. But which way will you go when your walls come down? I have been known to cling to clutter and sit comfortable in uncomfortable chairs. I have been known to obsess over obsessiveness. I have been known to keep friendships when they do nothing but harm. What about you? Do you sound an alarm when your foundation is on fire, or do you fan the flames long enough for five o'clock to roll around? Well, this is not happy hour. This is the time for time to not be spent, counting down eight hours behind the desk of your own shadow. This is the time to free yourself from the mental cage where all ages grow to no pain. This is the time to start a new revolution where love is the solution to the troubles of the world with weapons of mass reconstruction, rebuilding houses whose walls need to come down. Because even in caged darkness, we are blooming. Above the swift, unflinching weight of time, our feet dangle over the edge like children, and we are still learning how to love. Before shadows attempt to erect demons on the day, we are breathing and burning light. Even in the sour exile of death, our skin is soft and our souls sweeten a memory. And even at this very moment, a baby is born and knows what it feels like to be completely and remarkably free of walls that need to come down. I love that. <laughs> uh, nice. The remix, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I like yeah. it. Cool. You know, uh, the, the metaphor, I love that uh, verse where you say, which way will you go when your walls come down? Yeah. And, um, I wanted to sort of lead in with that in a, in a poem you put together called Self-Portrait in Bloom. And I'm yeah. just going to read a couple uh, verses from that, um, and perhaps you could talk about it. When I was in the ninth grade, I became brilliant at being silent. 
and building up barriers lost in the soundproof walls of my mind. When I was sitting down to write this poem, I brushed off any bad feelings about myself because I broke free from the monkey on my back and unpacked a beautiful, booming, blissful, and brave voice. This is the portrait of me now. You know, I think of you finding your voice and the hurdles you have to come over, overcome the obstacles, the fears, and sort of that fits right into sort of this show and a call to adventure. And perhaps you could talk a little bit about that period in your life where yeah. you, you allowed that to bloom. Yeah, I think a lot of things are going through my mind there. Just, um, you know, when you're in high school, you feel like your problems are the world's problems. And um, the older that you get, um, you sort of see a more sort of like universal view. So that poem was sort of speaking for a lot of people, I feel like. Um, specifically for me, I've always had a speech impediment. And it's been interesting to me that when I have a microphone in front of my face or whatever, I feel more confident. And poetry really gave me a voice and gave me a way to sort of speak what I couldn't speak when I was younger. It was more pronounced when I was younger. Mm -hmm. So I think about myself now and um, I think about how much I have progressed and it's just, mainly it's like, it wasn't like anything was sort of fixed. It was just, I just had more more, more, more confidence and just less, less fearful. So that poem came from those sort of feelings, you know, um, where I definitely feel like I have found my voice and I continue to find it. Um, I'm sure when I'm 382 years old, I'm gonna mm -hmm. look at, look back at myself now and be like, oh, you know, I, you know, I thought I knew everything, but <laughs> I just feel like I'm doing a lot better than I used to. You know, as somebody who doesn't have a profession of being a creative, unlike both you and John, I. You talked a little bit earlier about your wife and not needing the validation and sort of as an artist, you know, wanting some validation because you're putting yourself out there in a naked way. And yeah, totally. You're yeah. doing it across a lot of mediums, you know, mm -hmm. poetry and music. And so I'm curious as to if, is that still a fear that you overcome as you're wanting to write something that maybe controversial or do something or say something is? I think so. I think that that always sort of comes up. I think that you know, whatever, however the spirit sort of guides me to write, if I am guided to write about something that's controversial, um, I go there, but um, it is, I, I am still a little bit more, more he hesitant to it. I feel like it's been interesting to watch my writing grow because when I first moved here and when I first sort of started doing poetry. And when was that? When did you first move to Charleston? Uh, 2003. 2003, yeah. Okay. So I definitely wrote, I knew that I could write a certain way and get a certain response. I love poems, you know, and all that stuff. That was an easy thing for me to do, um, and that would always get a response. So I, I got into that sort of rut, not really a rut, but it was just like a theme. I would just always write about the same thing, you know. Um, but then when I started to write about other stuff and more personal stuff and maybe political stuff too, there was a little bit of not a... Not as safe? Yeah, it wasn't as safe because I was like, well, what if my quote-unquote audience doesn't really get this and they just want me, me to sing Purple Rain again. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. yeah, like, you know, there's always those stuff that you could always do that, that everyone will like, but, you know, you have to continue to grow as an artist. And I feel like that has happened with, you know, graphic design as well. I look at the logos and posters I was doing back in the day and it's just crap, you know, <laughs> um, compared to what I'm doing now. And I've just really learned a lot and I continue to learn, but it definitely is 
you know, a little bit hard to step into, you know, like um, evolving and realizing that, that you need to do it and you might not be comf comfortable with it sometimes. Was there a moment when you were you, going back to this sort of poem that uh, about high school mm -hmm. was, and, and, and you having a um, difficulty speaking and then sort of coming to poetry, was there yeah. a moment where it's sort of an aha thing where you thought, oh, wow, this is, this is for me. Like, this is really, this is, this is my bag. This is my wheelhouse. This really works for me. And yeah. at the same time, wow, this is scary as heck. You know, I'm, I'm putting myself out there, and I don't really want to do this. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a late bloomer. So it was, yeah, when I moved here in 2003, um, so a couple of years after that, I hosted my first, like, poetry night, and then I read a poem uh, without without p paper for, for the first time. So that was, wow. um, that was a very like big, big moment for me because I had seen all these spoken word poets and I always admired them and everything. And um, when I did it for the first time, it just felt so good. And um, I was, was able to sort of shut off my brain and that was really cool. So when I realized I was like, oh, I could just do this and not think so much and just sort of feel my way through it. It was a very great, you know, like really big, big moment for, for me. It, it was at the old uh, Johnny o Ola's, which is what um, voodoo is now. <laughs> it was, oh, yeah. Yeah, old okay. school. Yeah, yeah. Old school. So. It's amazing how that works, right? When uh, This sort of, you know, huge moment that, that you've been fearful of. And then on the other side of it, your 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 takeaway is, oh, that was really liberating. Yeah, that feels fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's funny. I um I was you know this life coach that I was going to for a while. He um had had a metaphor where, you know, it's like you jump off of or you're scared to jump off. You, you know, the building. You don't want to jump off, and you're like you know fearful of it. And then you jump off, and you're like, oh yeah, it's totally fine. Like I just I landed. Like everything's right. good. You know. So, right. Right. So yeah, yeah. That's 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 how, that's what it f feels like. For everyone, I, I love uh, one of the verses in one of your poems. I think it's Spark, where you say, um, uh, "I look for the spark of creativity that starts the process all over again." Yeah, start the process <laughs> all over again. Yeah, yeah, over. So it's constantly. And, yeah, over and over down the walls. and over again. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's always there. So, yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. You guys feel the same way, and I mean, and it doesn't even yeah. have to be anything creative you know like it can just be whatever you're doing well hopefully it keeps happening all over again i mean i think that's you know for me that's one of the things that i keep looking for more and more now is are those moments that you referred to as as you know this there's some fear involved and, mm -hmm. and yeah and to to move towards that and see see what's going on yeah in a different light you know i'm not as 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 hesitant or resistant to that although there's still moments where I, where un, un, unknowingly, I'm thinking, oh, why am I avoiding that? And yeah, then, and then, and then, yeah. you know, oh, maybe I should check that out. And 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 again, almost every time, you know, there's there's a sense of liberation in doing that. At the very least, the door opens, and I know what's behind it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And and, and all of us are. I mean, I, I was thinking about fearful stuff that I'm going through now. Um, you know, it's just like you know, like like we mentioned earlier before this started. I do a lot of um, sort of weird, like uh, electronic music sort of stuff and I haven't really um, promoted that that much one because I almost feel like I create it without e expectations so it allows me to be you know crazier but two I'm like this is a weird this is some I have to really like it <laughs> oh you do yeah, yeah. yeah me Sweet. too yeah, yeah it's just yeah. really weird stuff but I'm but I'm so like um, hesitant to to talk about it more you know even though I, I just sort of just just put it online see whether somebody you know finds it or whatever right. but but yeah there's still when somebody talks about me doing doing music i'm like oh i kind of do music i don't know you hey, but know. you've been doing this for a long time though right long time yeah yeah, yeah long yeah. time yeah actually i have a tape of myself when i was eight year years old like yeah with, with, with the casio keyboard singing 
and stuff. So I've always done, done, done that stuff. So, yeah. Well, you know, I, I joked with, with John, you know, call to adventure and the hero's journey and those things sound so profound and big. And sometimes the fears are so minute and small, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the first time, I grilled a steak at 43 years old. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice, really brother. <laughs> Sweet. Some fear of like grilling Manly a man, steak. yeah. yeah <laughs> you are finally a man. I am. <laughs> that, is, that is great. <laughs> you grilled a steak. Yeah. That, that is awesome. Um, well, and in speaking of, of those sort of moments, uh, you mentioned uh, the Post and Courier, and you were yeah. there for eight years. Eight years, yeah. And yeah. and and that it's beautiful. Time. That's sort of a, a both a call and a, and a refusal. Where <laughs> you felt like maybe you, you you stayed longer than you should have because you were resisting this sort of idea of of jump going out on your own. Yeah, on my own. Yeah. But initially, this was a really big move for you. Yeah, yeah. It was that was yeah you know, the biggest thing. I mean, probably one of the biggest decisions that I've ever made, and one of the best. Decisions How did that made. go down? What when me? you first started? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had worked in um, Anderson, South, South Carolina. I was at, at the newspaper there for three years. I looked uh, I looked that up, and it, the, the the motto for the city is, I believe, the friendliest city in South Carolina. Hmm. Okay. Would you would you, would you back that up? Or um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't ask is, that question. Okay, it sorry. is, yeah. it oh, is right. in the upstate, so right. You know, just <laughs> anyway, no, no, no stereotypes, but just. Um, but yeah, so um, yeah, I was th- there for like three years, and then I decided to leave there. I didn't really have to. Um, and then it was funny, like this job was sort of put in front of my face um, um, to be a graphic designer at at you know Post and Courier. So I took that you know job. Um, so that was wh- why I moved here was for for the job. So okay. yeah, that was in yeah 2003, and I was there for eight years. And um, yeah, it was a great time. I learned so much, and um, you know was able to become an editor while I was there and stuff. So that really connected me to the city and, you know, everything that was going on. Um, and yeah, it was, it was funny. I, I knew that I needed to leave, but I was, yeah, fearful of, of working on my own. And I've been doing that since, since 2011. So it's been going really well, but I felt that I could, but I was always a little bit, you know, fe- fearful. There's all these thoughts about, you know, money, how's money going to come? And I just bought, bought a house and everything. So I was like, yeah, pay- paycheck is really great. Um, you know, like yeah. like a regular sort of thing is really great, but um, but yeah, when I did it, it felt really really good, and I went through a lot of ups and a lot of downs, <laughs> but it led to me be- being here, so that's great. I mean, I think that's a question that a lot of people are confronted with. You know, maybe their passion is over here, and what they're doing pays the bills and those things. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, what what advice would you share with someone that's considering that? transition you know yeah I mean well it's almost like a like a case-by-case you know basis I mean I feel like just be mind mindful of whether you're just being comfortable just to be you know like like whether that is what you love or whether it is the you know the job or whatever so and then yeah like we talked about fear a lot so just sort of really facing that fear of like what is on 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 the other side of that and what what does that mean for you and if you can really sort of speak about the fear and really go, go there and just realize that it's going to be fine, you know, like that is one thing. People can do it. And I feel like the city is really made for a lot of folks to work, you know, for themselves and everything. There's not, And there's, you know, really nothing wrong with staying where you're at, you know, if you aren't, you know, ready to move yet. But, you know, um, being comf- comfortable is a very, it's a very sort of, 
Insidious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good word there. I was looking for a word. It could but be yeah. a double-edged sword. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. just one of those things. It's like, man, this is cool. Like, but you know, but are you really growing? You know. Mm. So yeah, I mean, that was just questions that I had to ask myself. Um, and I, you know, I really loved the job there. And I remember folks were asking me, folks still ask me whether like Charleston scene was a very hard job. You know, they keep saying, "Oh, I bet you you were really busy." I was like, no, I was kind of bored, man. <laughs> I was just kind of bored. I was. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I was kind of bored, and it, it it wasn't really a a reflection on the job. It was just where I was, mm. you know, in my life. I was just ready for something new. Ready you know? to push yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I need, I, I, like, I needed to get get my butt kicked, you know. So you you vacillated for a little while though, and you did get your butt kicked. So yeah, oh, yeah b- before I, getting I your butt kicked, you you vacillated between yeah. staying in this area that felt comfortable mm-hmm. which of course has echoes of this thing earlier you mentioned about the the safe the yeah. safety of the love song yeah everybody loves a love song yeah man yeah, yeah. so 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 easy to do do that <laughs> i could write a write a love poem now and you know people be like oh that's really great you know but right <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah well, let's, um, John, let's go to uh, one of the songs you shared with us, the Aphex Twins. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. Uh, uh, now now I'm wishing we ha- we would have queued up one of your original songs, but I think this no, will give people fine. a good idea <laughs> for what uh, your, where your inspiration comes from. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool.
so there's some Aphex Twin. I would recite the name of the song, but it's indecipherable. <laughs> it's probably like X two three ampersand B, exclamation mark five. Yeah, yeah exactly. Something yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All of the songs are like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that uh, definitely uh, an influence on 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 your personal yeah electronic music. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah really that's nice. Def- definitely true. And you, you know, if anybody's interested in in finding more, you can always find Marcus's work on. It's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, and, Spotify and, and iTunes. And on your uh, on your website. Yeah, you can buy mm-hmm. al- albums there too. Right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you can. Um, so. We're going to segue right into another call to adventure. <laughs> you had mentioned this festival in Asheville. It's an offshoot of the, the Burning Man Festival called Transformus. Yeah, and yeah. You went to, when did you go there? I went there, uh, I went to three separate ones. You did? Yeah, 2010, 2011, and 2012, I think. Um, yeah, so that was, that was awesome, a very cool experience. Yeah, one of my friends, um, she had been there like a few times and told me about it. She knew that I would, you know, like it or whatever. So I went and... It's just a very sort of like eye-opening, beautiful experience. It's almost I feel like how reality should be. I mean, um, you go up in, in, into this mountain um, in Asheville and you camp there for about five days and stuff. And money isn't allowed there, um, you know. So everything that you bring, like you trade with folks or you get for, for, from other people. And it's funny when you take away the money aspect, how sort of thankful people are, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, we've all had experiences here, and we've been the person, like, standing in line and, like, Im- impatient trying to get out the door. But when you're in a line, you know, with the long line of people and the food is all free, it's just a different experience, and everybody's super, like, ha- happy and just th- thankful for it. So, yeah it's, yeah, it's, you know, it's a lot of m- music. It's a lot of d- dancing. Like, it's it's just really, it's a really cool experience. So, Is it still going on? Yeah, 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 yeah it is, it is. Is poetry a part of it? Everything is yeah. a part of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's nothing All that's not. Created. There's nothing. There's nothing that's not a part of yeah. it. And it's not like there are bands or or, or in any anything like that. It's a lot of D- DJs and stuff like that. But it's not, not like there's like like a head headliner or thing. You just go and you sort of create your own world. You know. Mm. Yeah, it's it's really cool. Did you bring anything in particular? Like at like at Burning Man, some people will have a concept. You know, a project that they want to bring to Burning Man. Oh yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Well, I, actually, I remember one year the camp that we were in. Um, we we actually put on this this t- talent show. So I helped you know put on the put on the talent show right. and everything. So that that was cool. I, I always brought my journal and wrote a lot. I feel like. People go, go, go to experiences like that for a lot of d- different reasons, whether it's just to get crazy drunk or like or like you know hook, you know hook, hook up with people or whatever. But I went just to write, you know. Okay. So it was yeah, it was cool. So was that the part that 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 was sort of transformative for you? Was I mean I know you mentioned the lack of you know any sort of currency along the way. Yeah, yeah. What, what else was 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 there that really that you? came away from that going, man, I have to go back. Yeah, it's just the way that people react to, to each other in an experience where you don't have any sort of like fears of being Ego? weird. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's just really yeah. cool, I feel like. Um, and, you know, we all get sort of stuck in a sort of like day-to-day sort of like r- routine sort of thing. And there, there's no sense of time. <laughs> I mean, it's funny, some, some people even change their names and stuff so oh, yeah? yeah so so there's not not a lot of follow-up there you can't find somebody on on facebook and all that stuff so yeah it's it's, it's just a really pure sort of um experience i mean it's stuff def, definitely a certain type you know goes there like a hippie type but it's just 
I don't know. It's really cool. It sounds like sometimes the world or the world in which we live seems really linear with time. Yeah. And oh, yeah. And, um, yeah. It's great to get into places that are more abstract where you don't have those chains or, you know, constraints. Mm-hmm. constraints right. Yeah. Yeah. That's definitely yeah. true. Yeah. It is. It is a w- wide open. <laughs> what, what other venues do you find offer you that same sense of yeah. sort of creativity? Yeah, I think, um, well, Asheville, like in general, mm-hmm. just, just go, going there um, just really o- opens me up to it. Um, I find Hampton Park here um, that does that for me. I live really close to it. So, um, yeah, it's just a really, really cool spot and just the trees and everything. It's just great. Um, yeah, I got I got married there, so oh, okay. I love that spot. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, and anywhere that's just like a coffee shop sort of thing, really. I mean, I, I'm finding that it's harder for me to write from home because I'm so, you know, distracted by, you know, by the cat or by like, or by like vinyl or, 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 or whatever. So I always, I bring my, you know, journal out to write a lot. So what are your favorite haunts right now as far as coffee shops? Well, um, honestly, there's not that many yeah. <laughs> here. This is kind of sad, but I, I do think do you, that, um, you find yourself black, black tap is cool. Black yeah. tap. Yeah. 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 Oh, back to Transformers, when you let your weird side hang out like that, how, mu- <laughs> how, how much of it do you keep out of the box once you get back home? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's a very good question. Um, <laughs> Seems like that might be a great aspect of it. It's like, yeah. well, you know, why do I have to keep this thing shelved? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. I think it's, it's just the fact that I, you know, I talked to a lot of folks, and that was what I did there. And then actually, and I actually after one of the experiences, I came, I came here and, and did this album that's just really sort of wild, so it really helped me sort of push push myself even far, farther, because you see what yeah. art is being created out, out there and all that stuff. It's just really cool. Which album was that? Um, it's, it is a, it's, um, the, yeah, like the last album that I did, um, a- a- Animation, Animation is the name okay. of it. Yeah, it's very, it's good. Yeah, it, 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 it was about a certain experience that I had in the, in, in the woods, so. I like that, <laughs> the, the, the first song on that album with the on, off. Oh yeah, repetition. Yeah, going. I really mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man, yeah, man. You listen to it. Wow. Yeah, man, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that that's that's cool. My son was listening to it too. We were taking a drive up to Wrightsville Beach. Oh, for real. <laughs> we had the Marcus Amaker playlist. Nice, man. Yeah. That is that is cool. Absolutely, that's very cool. Yeah. Um. So, do we want to? Uh, well, you you're working with Holy City. Uh, Holy City Youth. You slam? slam? Yeah. Tell Holly. us a little bit about that. Yeah, it is um, sort, of, sort of an after-school poetry um, workshop for, um, for kids aged 12 to 18. And we, um, it's me and Matthew Fo- Foley. Um, he's a, he's a re- really good poet around town. And we basically are t- teaching kids how to do s- spoken word sort of stuff um, because I feel like, you know, um, the older that I get and the more that I do it, I feel like p- pausing and taking time up on the mic is very important. Um, when kids go up, they kind of speed through stuff. So we're just trying to like t- teach teach them the best ways to do it, and it's been cool. Like with with the opportunities that we have as far as doing shows around town, it's cool cool to be able to bring kids to some of that stuff too. So we had some kids from from the Holy City Youth Slam at um, at the Music Hall last year, which was cool. So they oh, nice. know, yeah, like some other um, poets came into town from Charlotte and all that, but. Yeah, but these kids, like, they actually o- opened up for them, and that, that was really cool for them. So, I'm sure it was, yeah. yeah I, I know if I were a kid, I would love that experience to be, you know, at, at a really cool venue and all that. So, yeah, 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 Absolutely. it's really cool stuff. Um, 
I know uh, uh, one of the things that we like to do here in, in, in closing is, is ask each person to bring a, a favorite quote. Mm -hmm. And you've, you say you have one from Annie DeFranco? Yeah, man. Um, it's from her song, uh, Willing to Fight, which came out in 1993, I think. Um, but I just really love this line. Uh, she's a really great writer. Um, I got friends all over this country. I got friends in other countries, too. I've got friends I haven't met yet. I've got friends I never knew. I've got lovers whose eyes I've only seen at a glance. I've got strangers for great-grandchildren. I've got strangers for ancestors. I just love that line. Yeah, that's, that's just, really cool. Absolutely. Yeah, I've got strangers for, for, for great-grandchildren. That's really cool yeah, to think right. about. Mm. She's, she's great, man. Awesome. Well, um, besides seeing you riding your bike all over town, which I know <laughs> you haven't had a car for how long? Well, I actually have, have a car now. You have because, a car now? Um, yeah, 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 like I'm sh sharing a car with okay. Jordan. So, right. but, but yeah, I gave up my car about eight years ago. Right, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but I know, are you, you're involved with the uh, Unity concert that's going on next month, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, which one? There's, August there's 7th, a few. I, I yes. saw that there's a... Uh -huh. a yeah. And, and Satilli, yeah. Right, with the Satilli. I know yeah. Marjorie's involved. In yeah, yeah, Marjorie's involved, and then um, JAC um, okay. is involved in Chamber of Mu Music. Um, Charleston as well right so on. yeah yeah I, I think they were actually still trying to figure out the details of like how long we're gonna read but I'm, okay. I'm gonna do do some stuff there so all right great yeah. well um, fantastic that you are engaged in the city in the ways that you are and mm -hmm. uh, we really appreciate you being here yeah thanks for being on the show I yeah, loved uh, sort of getting prepared for the conversation and listen to your music and listening to your poetry so yeah uh, cool. thanks for thank continuing you. to express yourself we all benefit from it yeah man thank you very very much cheers yeah i can't stop so <laughs> <laughs> nice we don't want you to Word. all right so we're going to lead us out with uh two pieces one first from marcus is called spark followed up with uh veruca salt enjoy As a spoken word poet, I saunter off on Sundays to scream from a soapbox on the sidewalks. Stanzas scribbled out on sandpaper are smoothed out for the stage. I stitch thoughts together and slide between the sheets as I sleep. It becomes my second skin and I stick metaphors in my pen for self-gratification. It's better than sex. And more colorful than Saturday morning cartoons, I spit like I'm Superman, swooping through the words and fighting off the verbs I've scratched out on small pieces of paper. It obsesses me and undresses me from normal conversation, so I sit naked in a sea of ink stains and swim through an endless stream of inspiration, searching for the spark that will help me start the process over again. I'm
I just I love that poem uh, spark that Marcus uh, wrote, and we we led that out with. And you know, one of the things I loved about it was uh, the words he used of sort of being naked. And then I think he says at the end, endless stream of inspiration, searching for the spark that will start the process all over again. Mm. And I think that's just an interesting way to think about sort of the call to adventure that it's not an end in and of itself when you take one right it's a continual process of yeah uh as you've mentioned sort of looking for the fears searching them out yeah and going through them rather than sort of keeping them in the shadows and hiding from them uh, and i think it's nice because it also takes away that pressure of of it having to be this arc of your entire life as this call to adventure you know and 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 they happen in in all kinds of ways sometimes it's just the arc of a day and that's enough you know and right. and and uh, it could be something very simple you know but it's with marcus in particular uh it's creative process which which is so so interesting you know and and it is you know always sort of starting over again Right, and, and there's you know, fear, as he mentioned, still involved in that process mm-hmm. regularly. <laughs> right, right. You also mentioned, you know, uh, he talked a little bit about Star Wars. And yeah, you and I were talking about that. I didn't know. Maybe you could uh, help our audience understand the relationship between Star Wars and the Call to Adventure, or Joseph Campbell. Yeah, I wish I had gotten into that with Marcus a little bit because I'm not sure if he knows that connection, but the. The uh, uh, the reason why Star Wars is set with the with the the format it is is because uh, George Lucas and Joseph Campbell are good friends, and the hero's journey is the journey that's woven into the story of Star Wars and Luke Skywalker, and and it's this whole departure is called to adventure, departure, transformation, initiation, and return is woven into that story, and and that's why I think it resonates so clearly with so many people. Because, as Joseph Campbell would say, that story is woven into the fabric of human DNA, and so it just uh, it's, it, it it resonates in that way. So yeah. it's, it, it's cool that it, that, that he uh, he brought that up, and because you know he's not the only one who's fascinated by that story. Right, right. Um, cool. Well, what a great conversation to have with Marcus. Thanks for joining us again on a call to adventure, and and next week uh, we're going to have Hamilton Davis. Just uh, for those. Who don't know Hamilton? He's uh, runs energy policy at the Coastal Conservation League. Um, really fascinated to uh, yeah. Looking forward to that. Have That'll a chance to sit down He's with a great him. guy. Yeah, and of course, uh, excellent to sit down with Marcus. And and for anybody out there who uh, wants to learn a little bit more about him, you can always go to marcusamaker.com. And I would highly encourage you to check out his music online. Uh, you can find it at iTunes and Spotify, and you can buy it on his website as well. So check him out. It's good stuff. Remember, the road that is distinctly your own has never been traversed. Celebrate the path that is your call to adventure. This show is brought to you by Objectivity Squared Wealth Management, helping families strategize, execute, monitor, and communicate their financial decisions. Learn more at objectivitysquared.com.